0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Buster in just a few minutes on the Goodyear hotline get into all the baseball here as I promised you. We would have a dash of hoops and a sprinkle of baseball amidst all the football conversation. But a couple of things I want to get to before Robert joins me. So I I, I talked about my transformation to being a member of the Cowboys bandwagon and I've said it before and I'll say it again. (coughs) I'm the first one to tell you when I'm wrong. I'm. The, I will. I'm the first one to blow my own horn when I'm right, and I'm the first one to admit it when I'm wrong. And I'm. I think I'm wrong about the Cowboys. I think they're good. I'm not on the bandwagon because I'm rooting for them. I, I don't root for or against them, to be honest with you. Um, but they're good. Dak Prescott is just better than I thought he was. Their defense is going to be much improved with the star linebacker that they drafted, turned defensive end, and the defensive coordinator, who's obviously just an excellent coach, and Dan Quinn. They're just a better team than I thought they were going to be, and I'm willing to admit that. Bubba, of course, is in his glory because Bubba is a crazy Cowboy fan and always has been. Nuno, however, I think speaks for just as many people in America because for every person who loves America's team, there are those who hate the Cowboys, and Nuno is the top of that list. So, Nuno, are you willing to admit that this team is better than you thought it was before the season began?
2: No, I thought that they, hold on, no, wait a minute, I meant no, like, let me set this up, like, no, I thought that they could win the division, and because of the fact that the Washington football team doesn't have a quarterback, and two, that defense, at least in the first two weeks, doesn't look great. Now, for the Cowboys, and I think this is where it gets lost, it's not about the division, it's not about making the playoffs, it's about actually taking those steps, and playing in a. In a the NFC Championship game. It's about meeting those expectations that these deranged, lunatic type of fans have. Every year in July, in August, in January, our Stephen A says the Super Bowl ends and the on Sunday on Monday. They're talking about they'll be back. They'll be in the Super Bowl next year. I think that for me is that Dak is a decent quarterback. Mm.
1: Um, is that how far we're willing to go? He's decent. Wow, thanks.
2: I like Dak. Tad, you know Tad's a great guy. I've talked to him before. Uh, but decent like, quarterback. That's as
1: far as he'll go. Okay, top ten. Well, that's a little more than decent. Eh, no, no, no. If you only believe he's top 10, then I'll live with decent because, you know, 15, 16 is average. So I'll live with that. The question is, is he not better than that? Are you telling me you think you could name nine quarterbacks that you would rather have than Dak Prescott right now? Are we talking about just this year? Yeah, just, I mean, better quarterbacks than Dak Prescott. So Brady Mahomes. Two. I I, I just pulled up the schedule here. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, yes or no?
2: I'm taking Josh Allen.
1: Okay, that's three. Lost that game. Um, Let me go through the Lamar Jackson.
2: Ooh, uh, that's a no. I'm taking, I'm taking Lamar. Okay, Okay. that's four.
1: Uh, Joe Burrow. Okay, we'll still take Dak. Okay, Cleveland is Baker Mayfield? No, we'll take Dak. I'm just looking through the divisions. Aaron Rodgers is a yes. Did you already say – okay, so that's five. Um, Ryan Tannehill, no, no one in that division. Uh, Down in this division here, no, 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 Brady already said. Out west, Mahomes, you said. Derek Carr? Derek Carr or Dak Prescott?
2: Uh, I don't have any faith in Derek Carr, so I'm taking Dak.
1: Justin Herbert or Dak Prescott?
2: This year, you're probably taking Dak.
1: Okay, and I'm looking out west. Uh, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford. I would
2: take Staff- this year Stafford and Russell Wilson from that division.
1: So that would have him. Th- th- by your count, you'd have him eighth, and I would quibble with a few of those. But one way or another, I think that Dak Prescott has elevated himself from where I viewed him to be. One way or another, I think the obvious answer we've gotten here, Bubba, is No. I think the, que- yeah. the question was, is Nuno <laughs> willing to give the Cowboy his due?
0: Absolutely not. We can
1: definitively say the answer is no. In the meantime, give Buster a call here. I want to get him in. And, and very quickly, as Nuno is dialing up Buster Olney here for the baseball, I will just ask, Bubba, did you see the Jets kid? Did, yeah, did you I, I see did. the thing I posted yesterday?
0: I, I, I watched it four times.
1: Th- that might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I don't know how better to describe it than to say, I pinned it to the top of my Twitter page so that I could just send you there. It was there's great. Was, there's a kid. He sounds... Like he's like 12 or 13 and he's on TikTok and he is breaking down one play. It was the interception, the interception that Zach Wilson threw in the middle of the field against New England last week. He breaks down this play for about 30 seconds on TikTok and I came across it on Twitter and it might be the funniest thing that I've ever seen in its own way, it's right? Perfect. He breaks down the play the way Orlowski breaks down a play, oh, yeah. but it is a play in which every member of the New York Jets stinks. Literally every player on the field is doing something awful and he points it out and like in this 12-year-old voice it is – I I don't know how better to describe it except to say go to my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny. It's pinned at the top of the page and spend 30 seconds watching this. Baba, it's worth the time,
0: right? It's unbelievable. I mean there are Jets players blocking each other. There are people running the wrong way. It's I mean it's it's – it's great. It's and unbelievable. He, he was so funny. It's great. The it, delivery was great. He's got his pen pointing. It was it was great. I, like I said I watched it multiple times.
1: And, and everyone when I posted it people are tweeting me greeny get him on the show. Get him. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who this, if we can find this kid, I'll great. put him on the show. Yeah, it's um, funny. But I it was it was really funny and really well done. All right, is Buster ready to go? All right, let's do this.
3: I'm ready to go right now.
0: Green light, Green light with Greeny.
1: All right, so we never will shortchange baseball on this program, uh, and that is uh, particularly true as we head down the stretch run here with some critical games to come before the playoffs begin. And with our friend Mr. Hembo absent today, uh, we give the green light to Robert Stanbury Olney third. We affectionately know him as Buster. Buster, thank you as always. What do fans need to know as we head into what is a huge weekend for the baseball stretch run?
4: Yeah, that the uh, most intriguing race is, no question about it, the race for the two wild card spots in the American League, with the front runners being all in the same division the Tampa Bay Rays, the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Yankees. And the Yankees and Red Sox set to play a series in Boston this weekend. You know, that's going to be absolutely fascinating in how it plays out. Uh, and get ready for the possibility of a three way tiebreaker at the end of the regular season if those teams can't separate. And the Atlanta Braves, amazing Atlanta Braves, have managed to hang on to this lead the National League East. They're going to be trying to hold off the Philadelphia Phillies.
1: I, you know what? I should know the answer to this question, but if there is a three-way tie, what happens? Oh, my God. <laughs> do we Are know? Are you
4: serious? You're going to ask me to explain this on radio? Well, it's I don't like know. trying to explain I, what, a what painting.
1: Tell me. <laughs> so they don't just play it off on the field?
4: Yes. What they do is they, they go based on, uh, on, on the uh, head-to-head success. So, Rays, excuse me, Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays, uh, they would be seeded one through three as of this moment. The Red Sox would be the number one seed. They would choose whether or not they play on Monday or Tuesday in a tiebreaker situation. If they choose to play on Monday, uh, they would also, if they lose that Monday game, would have the opportunity to play on Tuesday, and that means two chances to advance the wild card game. Am I, am I starting to get too much into the weeds? No, I it, love what, it. I it love can, it. I, okay? lo- I, I
1: love a situation that's this complicated.
4: And it, it is. It's, uh, it's like, as I wrote for a piece for SportsCenter, it's like the mythic beast that uh, has <laughs> never actually been seen before. Yeah. Uh, if the Red Sox were to, they would also have the option of bypassing the Monday game and then just play one game on Tuesday at home, banking on, you know what, we'll just take our shot with one game rather than two. Uh, the Blue Jays would be the number two seed in that scenario. The Yankees would be the number three seed. You would be satiated because it would be complete chaos for traveling secretaries, for clubhouse attendants, and trying to work the schedule out.
1: I am one hundred percent in. I will sign for that right now. That's exactly what I want to see happen. In the meantime. The other question I have for you, in the season that began with our friend Hembo, and again, you know him as well as anybody does, no one knows more about this stuff than he does, Hembo telling me that the Yankees were the most significant favorite to win a pennant that he could ever remember. If this team fails to make the playoffs, Buster, what will the fallout be?
4: I think they're going to be, first off, we know that they're going to be significant changes on the field because they're going to have to address shortstop. They're going to have to uh, try to add more depth in their rotation. Uh, And also in the last 10 days in talking with sources, it's the first time that I thought, you know what, if they don't make the playoffs, there's a real chance that manager Aaron Boone is going to lose his job. You know, he's at the end of his contract uh, with the Yankees. He was hired by Brian Cashman, who has another year beyond this one. Uh, And there are forces within the Yankees organization where they feel like, look, if we don't make the playoffs, we need to give some red meat to the unhappy mob that has followed the the, uh, the Yankees this year uh, and and has been unhappy with Aaron Boone's answers when they lose. What a lot of fans want to hear is the manager expressing a lot of unhappiness with how the players are are performing. But you know and I know in 2021 that doesn't happen anymore. Managers don't come out like John McGraw did back in the day uh, and criticize, or Billy Martin, and criticize players, Right. and a lot of Yankee fans want to hear that in what has been an incredibly disappointing season.
1: No no question about it. Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Quickly, Buster, where were you when Minnesota missed the field goal at the end of the game against Arizona Sunday that would have won the game?
4: I was actually on Sunday Night Baseball, and my 17-year-old son, who now loves to give me a hard time about being a Vikings fan, texted me with joy, Sorry, Dad, about your Vikings. He was taunting me. That's how I found out.
1: That's a good son. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the way this is supposed to go. That's why you have to make sure your kids root for the same teams you do. Uh, that, that would never happen with me because my son would be lying flat on his back, devastated, if the Jets are ever close enough to actually miss a field goal that would have won them a game this season. Uh, Buster, you're the best. Thank you for jumping in here, my friend. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Granny. Robert Stanbury, only the third with the Baseball Insight. Coming up next, they've made a big decision. You're not going to like it. I'll tell you what it is right after this on ESPN Radio.
0: Greenie, the podcast.
1: Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today.
3: That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: All right, Greedy with you here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Coming up in about 10 minutes, I'm gonna open the phones to you and I've got a good question today. I'm gonna tell you, (coughs) <coughs> in a few minutes, what it is, I never like you to sit on hold. So I'm not going to give out the question yet. I'll tell you when you should call because I don't want you to sit there. And I apologize for the voice. My thanks to the uh, the guys who filled in on short notice the last couple of days. I'll just give you a quick update on what's going on because we were just talking here behind the scenes. Jenny and Jonathan and I were just sitting here talking about my my illness. So I have a bacterial throat infection, which let me tell you is no fun. And when it began, it began as a sore throat Unlike anything I can ever remember, it felt like my throat was on fire, which is bad at any time. When you do what I do for a living, I can't tell you how bad it was. So I actually called in the two days, and my version of a day off is only to do one two-hour show. So I I said to the guys, look, I just can't imagine doing four hours live, so if you can get someone to fill in for me on either of the shows, let me know. I'll do whichever one. So that's the way it worked out the last few days. So now it has manifested itself. As just a a post-nasal drip. So I cannot stop <laughs> coughing. Because it is just in there. So you'll bear with me as best I can as we go forward. And you may say to yourself, Greeny, why the hell are you telling us all of this? And it is because I just feel a need to talk about it. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. for Which has left me so aggravated. Like, I'm just frustrated and aggravated. And feel like, like Stace is like, you got to get out of the house. Because I've been sitting around the house doing nothing when I'm not working. And... Um, I just feel so lousy that she just be, keeps telling me, you got to get out of the house. Candidly, you're no fun to be around. So I am no fun to be I just wanted to be made clear that I'm no fun to be around right now. And I make no apology for it. I am firmly one of those who believes when I'm sick and feel lousy, everyone should pay for it. Is everyone else like that? Are you that kind of person? Jenny is pointing to herself. She says she's like, Bubba, are you that kind of person when you're not feeling well? Do you want everyone else when you're unhappy for any reason? Do you want everyone else to be unhappy? No. Yeah, because you're right. You're really not like that you're a person who's actually overcome some pretty serious challenges in your life and you have done it with great good humor and I admire that greatly because it is so different from myself. Nuno, how about you? When you are miserable and unhappy, do you want that misery loving company? Do you want to share that? Do you want everyone to be as unhappy as you are? You mean like every day? Correct.
2: (laughs) No, I, I do not. When I am sick, it just leave me alone.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month, by the way, and there's no better time to cross something off your uh, big your to-do list. Not something cross something big off your to-do list, and that would be life insurance. If you're like me with a family, you need to protect them. So, use SelectQuote. SelectQuote has been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote today at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. The scoop. The scoop is the NFL has no plans to change the taunting rule, which stinks on ice. I hate that rule, and I will break down my reaction to it in the following way. Nuno, logic suggests to me that there are three reasons why they make rules. I'm trying to figure out why this is in there. <clears throat> why, are they, why are they calling flags, throwing flags on these minor incidents of celebration that they have now deemed taunting and against the rules? The first reason they make rules is for health and safety. No one can argue with those, and that is why I supported them even when most of the world, most of former players, were disagreeing with me, but on all the helmet-to-helmet stuff, all the lowering the crown of the helmet, all that stuff that all the defensive players were telling me, this will never work, you can't do this, I defended it because nothing is more important than the health and safety. But this obviously has nothing to do with that. The next reason you make a rule is for the watchability because the fans are demanding it. I ask you. Do you know a single fan who likes this? I mean, seriously, I know that I'm not. I I, I talk to more sports fans on a given day than most other people do. I recognize I can't speak for everyone. But Nuno, is there a single person that was thinking, you know, the one thing we need to get out of football is this taunting, this celebration on the field that occasionally seems to be directed at the opponent. That's something that I really just don't like about football. Do you know anyone who feels that way? I do not personally know <clears throat> and and because there isn't anyone. There isn't a single person within the sound of my voice that was th- that thinks this is what we needed to get rid of in football. So there, there's a third part of it, which is money. There has to be some financial reason why they made this change. They believe that it is unsightly in a way that will diminish other things. I don't know, sponsorship, what one way or another, I wish they would just you don't have to acknowledge that you're not doing it anymore. Just stop doing it like like. It's okay for them to say, no, no, we're leaving it in place. But this week, throw no flags. That's my suggestion, my, my unsolicited advice to the NFL. Just don't do it. Just don't call it. Don't say you're changing it. Just don't call it. Just tell the refs. Tell the players, yeah, one more time like that. I don't want to see any of this, guys. We'll have no taunting out of here today. None of that. And then just don't throw a flag unless something is so egregious that it would have been a penalty before. This has always been a rule. They just didn't enforce it because no one wanted them to. And I, I just think someone needs to tell them. And so that's why I'm taking it upon myself to tell them that that's still the case. Nobody wants them to. I'm sorry. What? What? what, what? I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? One more thing before we get to the phone calls. The Minnesota Timberwolves released a statement yesterday announcing the firing of their team president. And in the press release announcing the firing of the team president, they misspelled a word. Now, a misspelled word in a press release is, is it's, it's not a good thing, right? You don't want that. It's these are very professional. You should have eight million sets of eyes on it and all that kind of stuff. But a misspelled word, it happens. But did you see what word they misspelled? They misspelled the word Timberwolves. They misspelled the name of the team. They wrote Minnesota Timberwolves. They juxtaposed the L and the V. So instead of the Minnesota Timberwolves have fired their president, they wrote the Minnesota Timberwolves have fired their president. And that just kind of makes you look like a boob, right? We are announcing the firing of our president because we got to get, we got to sort of tighten things up here. It's not like they've made some move like we've, you know, we've traded the 19th guy on our bench. We're firing the alpha person in the entire organization, and you misspell Timberwolves. Now, Bubba, you're the one who put that in the document. Right. What 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 drew you to that? What do you find most interesting about
0: it? Well, I just think it's so funny because I think, you know, with all these things, you would generally think these big-time press releases, they go through the hands of, like, you know, 20 people. Anytime we do anything in here at ESPN, if we have to, you know, put a light on, it's like we have to have 20 meetings. Right. So you would think that, like, it wasn't like just some, you know, low level person put that statement out and no one knew. I would assume fifty people looked at it. Right. And no one noticed. But the other great thing is, you know, you you wrote it out in our Google Doc. If you look at it in the Google Doc, there's a little squiggly line under the word timberwolf. Correct. Because it's spelled yeah. wrong. Right. So how did no one catch that? That's what I'm asking. In like the e- email or whatever document they're using It should have come up, I'm assuming, especially when that's their name. They're (laughs) saying that nonstop. That's my point.
1: Like, I don't know a lot about the algorithms that mandate this stuff, that oversee this stuff. But I have to believe that whatever device was used to type that press release has typed the word Timberwolves a lot of times. Like, whether it was a computer or a phone or whatever it is. We live in a world where my phone autocorrected the word test to the word yeet. How in the world does that not auto correct to Timberwolves on their computer? Of all the things about that, that is the one thing I found most
0: fascinating, bubba. I mean, it's it really makes no sense cuz they, they would have typed it up most likely in an email, sent it to someone, the spell check comes up and I'm sure it said Timberwolf wrong and then it would what you just click ignore? <laughs> like, because you had a, and it came up. I'm assuming, yeah. And you, instead of hitting change to get it correctly, you just hit ignore and moved on. I, it also looks very wrong. Yeah, like as I'm sitting clearly, here looking yeah. at
1: the word, it very uh, like sometimes the juxtaposition of a couple of letters aren't that noticeable. But when they're an L and a V, it really kind of jumps off the page at you. So one way or another, there are so many things about that story that I found fascinating. Harold sure anyway,
0: old Gerson is uh, feeling pretty good about it right now.
1: Right, exactly right. He was the president. They just fired him and. And as a result, they misspelled the word, the name of the team. So the Timberwolves have made a president change. Uh, This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Up next, we're going to do this with your phone calls. There is still so much season left. We're going to prove it with this. I want you to name for me a team that is 2-0, that you would bet your house is going to miss the playoffs, and a team that is 0-2, that you would bet your house is going to make it. My number is eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Your calls next ESPN
3: Radio. Greenie, the podcast.
1: All right, this is Greeny and getting ready to come to your phone calls here in 30 seconds on ESPN Radio with the question of the day, which is there are not that many teams in the NFL that are either winless or unbeaten. There are seven 0-2s. There are seven and 2-0s. The question is, you've got to bet that house, that palatial estate of yours, wherever it is you live, on one of those 0-2s to make the playoffs and one of those 2-0s to miss it. Which one you got? We'll get to those calls in just a couple of minutes. Uh, right after this word from ZipRecruiter. So what if you could put the same type of rigor that the pro leagues use for players into your hiring process? Well, you can when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you. And you can invite your top choices to apply for your job. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com Greeny. At ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Life
3: is a series of choices. Who you got?
1: Make a decision.
3: Say it! Say
0: it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got?
1: So who you got is usually Bubba's showcase to ask the questions. (coughs) But in this case, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to start with the members of the hashtag crew. There are seven teams in the NFL that are 0-2. Nuno. If you have to bet that palatial estate of yours in central Connecticut on one of those 0-2 teams to make the playoffs, which one have you got? All right, so I'm going to go out on a limb
2: here. I will say the Falcons, and the reason I'm, do- I'm doing that is because they're next four, Giants, Washington, Jets, and Dolphins. They If they run off a, a four in a row... That will put them right in there, and then they have the Panthers there, so I think they could be the team.
1: That's an interesting one, because if you just look at teams' point differentials, and I like your thinking, but they actually have the worst point differential of any team in the NFL. They have been outscored in their two games this season by 49 points. So for whatever that's worth, they've been the worst team in the NFL. Now, they've played good teams uh, on the way to this point, but I do like the thinking there. All right, let's go the other way. Of all the teams in the NFL that are 2-0, I'm telling you right now, you got to bet the house on one of them missing the playoffs, who you got? So, if I wasn't fraudulent, I would say the Panthers, but the
2: only reason I'm not going with them is because I took them tonight in my survivor pool, okay. and I need them a win. I'm going to say the Cardinals, because after two, after week three, they play, they, they're on the road at Jacksonville, but then they have the Rams, 49ers, Browns, and then Packers and 49ers again in a six-week
1: span. It makes sense to go with those teams in the West. Candidly, almost all the unbeaten teams are the ones in the West. Um, there's only one, There's only two unbeaten teams in the entire AFC, Denver and the Raiders. And then the West has the other five. And it makes sense. Three of them are in the NFC West. Seattle was like one play away from having that entire division unbeaten at this point. Okay, so those are Nuno's picks. How about you? Hashtag Bubba. You also live in Central Connecticut. If you had to bet that palatial estate in which you live on one of the 0-2s, making it to the playoffs, who you got?
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, I think the only options are really the Colts or the Vikings. And there are really no good options. But I I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz. I have a little more faith in Kirk Cousins. They've had some close games. I'm going to go with the Vikings.
1: That is the correct answer. And I will tell you, just looking at the point differential, Minnesota has lost two games this year. Their point differential is minus four. They've lost those two games by a combined four points. They were a, a very makeable field goal away from beating Arizona at the buzzer this past weekend. I agree with you. Of all the options, I think that is the one that makes the most sense. How about the other side? The 2-0s, and O's, who would you bet is going to miss it? Uh,
0: this, to me, I think is the easier pick. To me, I think it's the Broncos. I think, I think they're improved for sure with with Bridgewater but I definitely would not pick them to make the playoffs especially in the west I don't think they're going to be ahead of the Chargers, the Chiefs and maybe even the Raiders let alone the AFC is a stacked conference to me it's easily the Broncos.
1: Well that's the complicated one because you look at the Niners, and the Raiders, the Broncos and the Raiders in the same division. I agree with you, it's one of those. And here's the reason I'm going to go with the Raiders. Because if you just look at the point differential, amongst the teams that are 2-0, and the ones that have the lowest margin of victory, so in their two wins, San Francisco is only plus 14, the Raiders are only plus 15. That is the lowest margin of all the teams that are unbeaten to this point. Again, it's super early. I like your thinking. I can't argue with it. Generally speaking, I'm leaning more towards Bubba's picks than Nuno's. But now it's time to come to you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you have to bet your house on a team that's winless making the playoffs or a team that's unbeaten missing them, which team you got? Bubba, who's first up?
0: Yeah, We'll start with Mike. All right, Mike,
1: you are on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Who you got, Mike?
4: I got to say, love the show. From one mic to another, you're doing the name proud. But it's got to be the Vikings. I mean, the the star power on offense, and it's a discombobulated division as it is. You know, you got Brett Favre, or Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, can't decide if he wants to stay or go You win championships that way. Chicago can't decide the quarterback. That's a division that is takeable still in my eyes. I'm
1: with you. Now, the loss at the Bengals, I'm not sure just how bad that loss looks at this point. They lost by three to the Bengals, and they lost at the Cardinals by one. Again, there's a field goal in the air that's super makeable at the end that goes wide right. Otherwise, they win that game. they played both their games on the road so far. I I I think all signs point to Minnesota. I'm with you on that. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Justin. All right, Justin, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me an 0-2 that's going to make it or a 2-0 that's going to miss it. 2-0 that's going to miss it
0: is definitely the Panthers, the NFC Stacked, and I, they're not going to beat out the Buccaneers for the division. And I, I just I don't have faith that they're going to they're keep their players healthy enough for the full season. I think they're definitely going to miss. All
1: right, yeah, the Panthers, are, I think, are going to be a popular pick here. Look, I obviously watched every snap of their game against the Jets week one. I think the Panthers have a sneaky good defense. For what it's worth, in two wins, they've allowed a combined total of 21 points. I think Darnold is playing well. His numbers this past Sunday were a little bit misleading. He didn't play quite as well as his numbers would indicate. But that said, he's a a much better player than the whole world recognizes from him. They have a super winnable game tonight against Houston. You get out to a 3-0 start, that puts you in a very good position, and I think that they should. So I, I, I understand your thinking. I think they will be a popular pick here. I'm not sure I agree with it. Greeny with you, asking you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Bubba, who's next?
0: Next up, we have Alex. All right, Alex, who you got? show, i got to channel my inner swag goo. Uh Just remind you, Daniel Jones is a gangster, Greeny. The New York Giants.
1: The New York Giants are going to turn it around from 0-2 and wind up making the playoffs. Give me the thinking. Give me the rationale. How are they going to do it?
0: Well, honestly, I think the talent on offense is a lot greater than is showing right now, but will come around. Daniel Jones has the ability that modern NFL is calling for to extend plays and when that receiving core starts to find footing, you're going to see the offense put up 30 a game while we have the defense slowly rounding with a very good secondary, which is needed down the stretch.
1: That's a really interesting pick to me. Look, they opened the season with a disaster against the Broncos in a game that was, for much of it, was closer than the final score would indicate. That turnover by Jones, and that's obviously always been the problem, really tilts the game. And then it looks like they got obliterated, which on some level they did. Now, Denver looks pretty good so far, so maybe that loss isn't as bad as you think. Then this Washington game on the road, and Nuno, you and I talked about this earlier today. Nuno, the crazy giant fan. If, if, if they don't jump offside on a field goal with no time left, then they're 1-1 one and one with a win in the division, and everything feels totally different, right? Yeah,
2: you're feeling good about this game, right? You go in there as a favorite. You feel like you can win this one. Going to New Orleans next week will be tough, but like it's Jameis, you are facing Jameis, so you start feeling good about yourself instead of being like, "What was me? The season is over." What are we? I'm looking at mock drafts already for next year.
1: Yeah, I I, I hear you. I, I'm looking at it. They, the the rest of the schedule, it's pretty tough. I mean, they play the they play. They've got. Am I reading this right? I I, I went through it at the beginning of the season. Do they have Monday night games against both the Chiefs and the Bucks? Uh yes, that both is those correct. games are Monday nights. I realized they played them both. I didn't realize both those games are on Monday Night Football. They will play the Chiefs and the Bucks on Monday nights. So the schedule is very tough, but I like the faith that the fans maintain in them. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Ben. Ben, who you got? All right, so my 2 and O
0: team is going to be the 49ers.
1: Okay.
0: As much as I love them, I think they're in a tough division. I don't think is going to stay healthy. And I think the rookie is going to have a tough start in that division.
1: I, I can't fight with that. Do you have an 0-2-1 also? Uh, it, it, you're welcome to do both here if you want to. But I, the, the 49ers... Yeah, I think the 0-2 yeah, go
0: is going to be Minnesota. Yeah. I, I think that division that the Minnesota's end. I, I just... Minnesota all the way.
1: Yeah, 0-2... Oh It's a lot tougher. I mean, there's only seven 0-2 teams in the NFL. That's what I kind of liked about the question, and they are the Jets, the Jaguars, the Colts, the Giants, the Lions, the Vikings, and the Falcons. I I picked the Vikings. I I guess Indy, if if Carson Wentz gets healthy and turns it around, we knew their start was going to be brutal. Their first five games were brutal on their schedule, And, and we were afraid they might get buried, and they might. And Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles. So when does that ever happen? Have you ever heard of anyone having, Bob, have you ever heard of anyone having two sprained ankles? I have not, and it sounds terrible. It's a weird injury. Like Dan Graziano said it on, on TV the other day. He said it funny. He said, Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles, which is as many as you can have. and He's maxed out on sprained. He's maxed out on sprained ankles. You can't have any more sprained ankles uh, to the point that he made unless you are an actual colt, and then you have four of them. Uh, so they're, I think, in real trouble. <clears throat> the 49ers... They're a sneaky one. I don't know what to make of them because there are people out there who will tell you they're going to the Super Bowl and then there are people out there who really don't believe as a caller just made the point. He thinks they could be the team that gets left out. We're going to find out a lot about them this weekend. We're going to find out a lot about them. Sunday night, they get Aaron Rodgers. So let's see what happens. If they handle the Packers in as one-sided an affair as this was when those teams played a couple of years ago and Rodgers got obliterated there then I think a lot of people will pay attention. And then they've got back-to-back games in the division. They get Seattle and then add Arizona. So the 49ers, I don't agree with it. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I understand the thinking behind it. Let's do a few more. I like this. Bubba, who's next?
0: Let's go to the Bronx. Talk to Buddha. All right, Buddha. who you got? All right, listen, the Giants division is weak. Saquon Bob is only going to get healthier. He could be the best player. Dynamic player in that in that division, so I got to go with the Giants. And then with the um, Carolina Panthers, listen, Sam Donald plays a full season. I believe it when I see it. His numbers have been exaggerated. I don't believe in them at all.
1: Fair enough, Buddha. I appreciate the call, and I like the take. That's another. Giant fan who's believing in his team. Nuno, why didn't you say the Giants? Why did you say the Vikings when the Giant fans are now humiliating you by jumping in here and standing up for their team's chances?
2: I wanted to have some sort of professionalism today. I I apologize. That won't happen again. Come on.
1: That's ridiculous. You got to believe in the Giants. I I keep saying, look, I understand the emotion of being a fan, but your team didn't go out and play the way mine did last week. Like, no one watching the Jets last week thinks that the Jets have a chance to turn this around and make the playoffs. It doesn't mean they don't, but it feels impossibly unlikely. The way the Giants lost was so flukish. You lost a flukish game on the road in the division. Nuno. no, no that, that's a flukish. But I
2: will say this, though. When I look at the Jets, yes, Zach Wilson was lost and everything else, but... From top to bottom where everyone thinks believes Joe D- Douglas is doing a great job and you have the right Who guy, Robert Solis. let me stop There's you. There's a there. lot of people that believe I, that. I know
1: there are a lot of people that believe that, but they're not paying close enough attention. Have you looked at his first draft class? Have you looked at the 2020 Jets draft? Correct. If not Denzel good. Mims never gets off that bench, that draft class, it's there. a disaster. That th- that draft class is not a great draft class at all. Mike McKagnon is looking at that draft class saying, well, at least it wasn't that bad. Denzel Mims is a healthy scratch. He was the second-round pick. It's a joke. He played three plays week one, and he caught a 40-yard pass in one of them, and they won't put him on the field. So what does that tell you? So, I don't. I, I, listen, I don't want to hear how great that the, the the general manager is, what a great job he's doing. So right now, I'm not 100% sure that's an accurate statement. Uh, let me do one more here, Bubba. Go ahead. Who you got? One
0: more. We got George. George, who you got? <laughs> Yeah, Granny. I'm not talking about football. I want to give you some advice about uh, your sore throat. Go. I have, for 40 years, I have never had a sore throat because I gargle with peroxide the first time
4: I feel a little tickle. Now, if you if you would do this, you wouldn't have walked through the hell you just went through.
1: See, so I've been gargling with the salt water. I got the little cup of salt and then the big glass, and I have it next to my sink. And I fill it up with a little hot water, and I put the salt in there. And I think it has helped. Peroxide, I'm not so sure. I'll do a little digging. All right, I'm going to go find myself some peroxide. I'm going to gargle with that. Then I'll get the salt. Then I'm just going to sit, cough, and be miserable and make those around me miserable until we reconvene tomorrow at the same time in this same place. I am Greeny on ESPN Radio.